You're listening to Good Reporters Podcast, encouraging you to use your platform and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, because good reporters bring good news. Hey everybody, this is Chris Edwards, aka Young Christlike on Instagram, coming to you with episode two of the Restoration Series. And this episode is entitled, Life is Heavy. And got my little iPad, aka Bible, aka Notepad. Um, and we're going to use this today uh, to start up on this topic. So this is the second of three. And the final episode, which will be released tomorrow, is entitled, I'm Not Accepted. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, but right now, I just want to step into this topic. Life is heavy. And I mean, the, t- the title, honestly, is self-explanatory. Like, let's be honest. Like, it's not very difficult to understand what it's talking about. But what what we're going to what we're going to tackle today is that is that specific topic and i feel there's a lot of people out there uh, i know there's a lot of people out there and i know maybe it might not be happening in my very life right now but i've known times when it has when life became so heavy when when everything that i did became difficult um when life started going to a space where my health was bad relationships were lost you know maybe friendships aren't there as much, um, family members sick, things of the sort, um, relationship with God is no point, things of the sort. And, and I know for a fact that it feels like you're almost the only person in the world going through it when this happens. And so I want to talk on this and I want to touch on this. The importance of recognizing the attacks in the midst of things like this. And so first and foremost, let's just talk about that. We spoke in the last episode, we spoke about how the enemy attacks us. We spoke that he's roaring around like a lion, seeking who he may devour, and you understand all of that. But do you understand the subtle attacks that could even come into this department? Do you understand what it looks like? Do you understand what it could be like? Uh, do you get that these attacks could not only just be things that you know for sure, oh, you know, hey, he he's going to attack me and, you know, kill somebody in my family. That might be drastic, but do you know that he might do things like like bringing people that you didn't expect to be sick or or people who you didn't expect to uh, come back and try to bother you or try to impact you and bring them back into your life and 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 try to run things rampant and, and bring situations that you thought you could handle and now you're in it, you don't think you could handle it and pile them up on top of heavy workloads and 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 having to take care of family members and having to make sure that you're paying attention to spending time with God, but now you're not doing that enough and things of the sort. It just feels like life gets really heavy. Right, it just feels like everything is piling up on your shoulders. Well, let's tackle that. Um, this morning, I was reading a devotional, and the, the, the devotional attacked Genesis two, uh, verse eighteen, and it says this: "Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him.'" And everybody who knows that scripture might know Adam was created. You know, he's naming all these animals, he's doing all these things, but he doesn't have another person with him. And so God says, it's not good for man to be alone. And you might be questioning, why are we even talking about that? The reason we're talking about that right now is because when life gets heavy, sometimes we find a way to get isolated. And isolation can be dangerous. Isolation is where the devil wants us to be. And isolation could be detrimental to our life, our spiritual life. I mean, honestly, our life at whole, to be quite honest with you. And so I bring that up. And so the scripture that we're reading here in Genesis 2, 
verse 18, it usually seems as though a scripture you probably use for marriage or relationships, and you shouldn't be alone, you should be with somebody, and that's true. But in the devotional, it was about friendship. And it was also saying the importance of this is to know Adam couldn't just be left alone with animals and, and trees and himself. He needed community. He needed somebody else. Of course, he needed a spouse, but he also just needed another human being. He needed another around with him. It's just, it kind of makes me think about uh, the ark and, and bringing two of each kind of animals. Of course, you want to have them to reproduce. And so, but it just, it just, that just popped into my head. I don't, that's not my point. So I'm going to leave that alone. Um, but if you pay attention to that, you can maybe pay attention to the fact that the enemy would want the exact opposite of what God is wanting for us. And if God wants us not to be alone, the enemy wants to find any way possible that he can get you isolated. And things going on in your life, losing a job, losing a family member, losing a friend, losing a relationship, things like that can be easy tools to make you start piling up and seeing everything one on top of the other right in front of your face and thinking, you know what? I just need to isolate myself. You know, I could just, even if it could just be me and God and just me and God alone, or even worse, just me and I'll figure it out and I'll come back to God when I'm ready. That's the tool. That's what he wants to do. So let's get deeper into that. I don't want to hearken on that too long. Um, but let's get an example. I, I, like I said, I said, I said before, I'm visual. I like, I like you to see things um, and not just hear them. And so this is a visual I got. Let's say you're growing up, right? You're in a school or something. You go to school, you're around your friends, and you guys are leaving school. You and your group of friends are leaving outside. And then there's one day when you and your group of friends are together, and there's a gang of people outside. Those gang of people, they know you. They want to get you. They've been trying to get you. But now that they see that you're alone and isolated from your friend group, are they more likely to attack you then, or would they be more likely to attack you the days when you're with your friends? It could happen either way. But reality-wise, you're a lot less strong when you're isolated. You're a lot more of an easy target when you're isolated, and you have less community to help you. Therefore, you probably will lose the battle. And a reminder of that situation is just to remind you that in isolation, you don't have community. It may seem like a good idea at first, and the enemy wants you to believe, if I'm just alone, I don't have to bother anybody, I don't have to do anything for anybody, I don't have to worry about it, I'll just figure it out on myself. But without that community, without those people, and in this scenario, it's just regular people, but in real life, it'll be that, that, that fellowship with your believers. It'll be that church that you go to. It'll be your mentors and, and, and things of the sort and your family members. And if you decide to just isolate yourself completely from them, you're more likely to be susceptible to heavy attacks from the enemy and less likely to win. And so that's why God speaks very specifically about us not being alone, even though it's not that same context. But we're going to keep going on that. And so the term that we would naturally use in the streets for something like that is being caught lacking. Like they say, you don't get caught lacking or something like that. You got beef with a group over here. That group sees you and you're alone. Now, the crazy thing about that is when you get caught lacking, it's probably on your own, on your own accord. You probably thought maybe I could walk out here and they won't bother me. Maybe I could walk out here and they won't be there. And you might get caught and... The, the, the consequences are pretty bad. But when it comes to spirituality, the sad thing about it is that the enemy is probably the one responsible for you even getting to a, a mental space in which you want to isolate yourself. Because as we read here and as we continue to read throughout the Bible, God doesn't really give us a reason to want to truly isolate ourselves. In fact, he'll pull us closer to good counsel and counsel of believers and, and being closer to our leaders and being closer to our church and not forsaking the assembling um, of ourselves together, things of that sort, he would push us towards that. And so the enemy, there's three voices you'll hear. It's going to be the enemy's voice, it'll be God's voice, and it'll be your voice. 
And this is how you can decipher between the three. Um, the enemy, his voice is, is always going to bring forth destruction. In John 10, 10, it says, a thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. And so let's speak about that. The enemy says, I am coming to steal, to kill and to destroy. And therefore, if you feel like giving good gifts, if you feel like loving people, if you feel like just doing nice things for other people, let's be quite honest. That's not from the devil. If you feel like, let me go serve this person. Let me go to church or things like that. It's obviously not for the devil. You know, that wouldn't be inspiration from the devil because that's just not what he does. It's not in his, it's not in his uh, abilities or qualities to bring you forth to love and, and do good things and to, to help people. Um, and for another instance, it says this in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And so therefore, if you're going through your days and you can't stop thinking, oh my gosh, you know, like, what if this happens and I don't want to do this and I'm not, let's not, let's not uh, get away from the fact that anxiety and mental health things are real issues. Um, I myself do struggle with anxiety, but let's not get away from the fact that that's real. But let's also think that when we start looking at our situations and they're piled up against us and we're like, I can't do this. Can I do this? Am I good enough? Fear and doubt in those senses those voices is what we're talking about here. It's not coming from God because he says he's not giving you that spirit of fear. And so therefore we have to decide and decipher who's giving us that, that thought. Um, and I say all that just to say this, that when we think about the things that we're debating against, or when we're thinking, oh, I don't want to go into community now because things are getting heavy or, or, or because things are getting tough in my life. Oh, now I, I need to isolate myself. I want to ask you the question to say, who do you think is giving you that thought? And so before you even answer that question, I'll give you the scripture and you tell me if it changes. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, the Amplified Version says this, and let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds. It's just a nice part, just kind of segueing you in. But now it says, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as it is, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. Very specifically here in, in this scripture in Hebrews, it's saying, do not, do not forsake that assembling of yourself. And the words that's, that are said here, that's not in the natural version, but in Amplified says, as believers for worship and instruction. It's vital to get together as believers. It's vital to be connected because things can happen, you know, things can go on. And we need, sometimes I might need you to pick me up. Sometimes you might need me to pick you up. We need each other. And so I want to confirm to you that that's what the Bible says. But I also want to remind you not to isolate yourself. I know things have been going down. I know things have been difficult. But please do not isolate yourself from your family, from your friends, from the believers who love you and want to give you good counsel and just to be able to help you. It's just an encouragement. Keep on pushing. Let's bring forth restoration in that area of your life. Because there was a time and a point when you were on fire for God and nobody could tell you anything. In fact, you were reaching out to other people to make sure that they were coming to church and make sure that they were finding the same joy that you had. And now somehow the joy has been taken from you. Somehow life's trials and tribulations. And let's not think because we speak about the enemy uh, could give you mindsets and stuff that the enemy brings forth every single trial and tribulation because that's not biblical. Some of those things could be happening 
specifically to you, not because the enemy brought it to you, but to strengthen you and to bring forth perseverance. But more so than anything, I want to remind you, think this thoroughly. Who gave you the thought to isolate yourself? And if you believe it was God, read these scriptures. And I pray that it changes your heart. Because sincerely, 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 God only wants to see you thrive. And he knows that isolated, separated, you are more susceptible to the attacks of the enemy and you are more susceptible to losing the battle. Get closer to your believers, get closer to your friends and build that community and get back on. Let's get restored. And so I want to take this segment right here and bring it forth to prayer. And if you're out there and if you feel as though, you know, maybe... You don't want to be as connected to the believers around you. Maybe you don't want to be as connected to the church around you. And and be honest with you, it makes sense. Again, it makes sense because you know, it makes sense to feel that way because we're not in the same environment we used to be in. We're not in the church. We could just get up on Sundays and walk to church. Maybe our relationships are changing in that way because we don't see the people as much or see the people as often. Or maybe it's just through video calls and maybe it's not as personal. So it makes sense that the attacks at this time could really impact us more than it usually would. Don't beat up on yourself about it and wonder why. Honestly, just pick yourself up and let other people help you. Let other people move with you in, in, in this time and to, to help you deal with the burdens of what you're going through. Um, and also, if you feel as though you even strayed away from God, not even just believers or your church family or people who can help you or your friends, God as a whole, if you even removed yourself from just church or being in the church activities or talking to any church people or, or even spending your own personal time with God, this is a call to restoration right now because we're coming back. We have to, we have to, we have to. There's so much great things that you have to do and we believe in you. I believe in you and God believes in you. So let's do this prayer here. Father God, we come to you today humbly and open-hearted. We thank you so much, so much for what you have done in our lives and what you will continue to do in our lives. Lord, please restore my trust, my faith, and my willingness to be around community. I cannot take this battle alone. I will never win alone. We bind the attacks of the enemy on my mind to keep me separated from community, from your word, from closeness to you and the people of God. Today, I proclaim restoration. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And if you prayed that prayer just now, let's just get really excited. Let's clap it up and let's get ready to just move forward. We have to move forward. Don't let isolation become a thing because trust me, you need it much more than you think. And one more prayer we're going to give to anyone right now. If you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, pray this prayer with me and you will be able to receive the gift of salvation. So let's, rest, let's just bring our heads down for a second and pray. Heavenly Father, come into my life. I do not know what to do or where to go, but thankfully you do not ask me that. You only ask that I trust you with my life. And so today, I surrender all. I open up my heart to receive your gift of salvation and to call you my Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
And if you just prayed that prayer, you have just gotten saved. You are onto a whole new life. You have just accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I just thank you so much for being here on this on this um, video. And I pray that you have been restored. I pray that you have found new life. And let's get up. Let's get up. Come on. Like this is this is like it's time. Honestly, it's time to go. It's time to get back up. It's time to start moving because we have work to do. So take care. Have a great day. And if you need me, reach out. God bless.